On today's episode, we're going to talk about some things to consider as we do our year-end planning when it comes to taxes. If you made any of these moves this year, you definitely want to listen. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling your finances. That's important to have someone who knows what they're doing. And at at that, a financial fiduciary at your side to help you untangle your finances. That is Mo Param of Cloudvestors. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled. And Mo, once again, a big hello to Mo. <laughs> Dave, I love I, your intros. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> well, I, I can't think of anything else to rhyme with Mo. And, uh, Go. Go does. People used to call me slow-mo. Slow-mo? I don't think you're slow, though. (laughs) I think you act quickly. I think you act quickly, not slowly. Uh, Now, sometimes slow is good. Slow, slow, you know, the slow pace sometimes, especially later in life. You want to That's slow right. that risk down a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing. What we're doing, yeah, we, though, use a, we use a phrase at the firm, uh, slow down to speed up. So sometimes yeah. if you just slow down, you avoid errors, you avoid mistakes, and you get to speed through things as opposed to just going through things real fast. And all of a sudden, you, know, you made a mistake, you made two or three mistakes, and then you have to go play catch up. So yeah. slow down to speed up. Well, that makes sense. And and you are always looking ahead. And that's actually what we're doing now. And again, I'll clarify that we're recording. It's, it's still 2020 here. We're in fourth quarter. So we're looking at things that you may have done in 2020 that you may uh, owe some taxes on in 2021. And it's a, it's a good heads up, actually, from Mo. And you shared with me an article from CNBC.com on this very subject. So we're actually going to go over some and and uh, thanks for that article, too, because it's very yeah, informative. Sure. But you've got some some to add to it as well. But let's say you were one of the five people in 2020 that got a raise. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you do with that? I mean, you you have to prepare for that tax-wise. Well, you give us a call because we, we, we like working with unicorns. So if you're the, uh, the five people that got a raise this year, right. we want you as clients. Exactly. But um, no, in the, you know, this year has just been a crazy year. And uh, unfortunately, there's uh, millions and millions of people that are unemployed. Um, there are uh, others who have taken reductions in their salary and their income. But you're right, Dave. There are some people this year that actually received raises uh, and congratulations, you They're did a good job. They're working for great companies. They're working for great companies who were able to pay them well for their services and the work that they do. But if you did get a raise this year, then you definitely want to make sure that you are you are adjusting for taxes and what the tax uh, what what the tax implications could be. Now, if you're staying within your same tax bracket, so let's say the new raise that you received didn't really boost you to another bracket, then there's maybe not much that you need to worry about as far as taxes are concerned. But definitely, if it brought, if you bumped you up to a new tax bracket, you definitely want to make sure that um, you you are adjusting for that. Um, so it's always a good idea to make sure that you're withholding 
holding the right amount um, with your W-4. So um, for those who aren't aware of that, the withholdings is how much you uh, you ask your employer to withhold for tax purposes. And if you withhold too little, you could possibly owe the IRS um, start, starting next year when you file your taxes. So again, if you had a raise this year, um, you know, definitely congratulations, but maybe speak to your HR department, make sure you're withholding the right amount uh, yeah. to make sure that you are adjusting for those taxes that could be applied to you next year. And uh, excellent point. And then for 2020, and this is a big, unfortunately, a lot of people were on unemployment. And, and I mm-hmm. wanted to add to that too, if I could, because a lot of people yeah. got the stimulus checks, which one of those are subject to taxation? Unemployment. Okay. So not the stimulus. That's not not. the stimulus. So stimulus came to us as a tax-free benefit. And, um, you know, luckily that was there for us to keep the economy going as well. Luckily, um, uh, unemployment was around for individuals. And also actually that extra benefit, uh, that $600 a week boost that you received was also a nice benefit that individuals had during the during the pandemic phase. And they still some of them are receiving some of those benefits now, but it's not free money, you know. Even though uh, it's unemployment benefit, don't get it confused. Uh, this is a benefit that has tax consequences to it. So typically, you don't have to pay Social Security or Medicare taxes uh, on your on your uh, on your unemployment. Benefits. So it's not like a ten ninety nine situation then. It's not a ten ninety nine. Okay. This is this is income that you're going to receive. Um, that you that you have to pay federal taxes and sometimes federal. state yeah. taxes okay. on on your benefits. So you don't have to pay the Medicare or Social Security, not but you payroll. do have to pay, okay. not the payroll taxes exactly, but you do have to pay state and federal taxes on it. So um, a good thing is, underst- well, first of all, understanding that, okay, this wasn't a free benefit that was provided and given to me. I have to uh, make sure I'm saving for taxes. Now you can either do two things. You can either have the taxes withheld when you receive your benefits um, so if you want to do that, you would file, you would fill out a W-4-V, V as in Victor. So you want to, you want to uh, fill out that form and then a flat federal 10, flat, a flat, ooh, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> a flat federal tax rate of 10% will be withheld from your payment. So that, that's a way for you to proactively uh, save for those, t- well, I mean, save, you have to get those taxes with uh, withdrawn from your benefits. Another thing you can do is just understand that, hey, I do owe taxes. So mm-hmm. every time you receive your benefit, carve out a portion of that, right. put that, set it aside um, into your savings account. And so that way, when your tax bill comes up next year, you have the funds already uh, available to you. So even if you uh, overestimate the taxes that you're going to pay, it's, a, it's always good to be more cautious and uh, uh, than, to, than, to, than to save too little. But again, unemployment, if you received any unemployment this year, just 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 keep in mind, this wasn't a tax free benefit that was given to you. This is just an aside here. But going back to if you got the raise and getting with your HR department uh, for for clients who are still working, is is claiming zero the best? Because a lot of people say, no, that's just letting the government hold your money. (laughs) <laughs> but and a lot of people don't if they if they do claim more what do they do with that extra money are they investing it or yeah you know it's a personal decision you know um you know some people yeah you're right if you claim zero and then um you, you get the nice hefty 
you, you can get a nice uh, refund when you uh, at the end of well when you file your taxes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some people have the the. Uh, the understanding that, hey, you just gave the government a interest-free loan for a year, and I'd rather not do that, uh, pay my taxes along the way. And so even if I don't owe it, even if I don't get a refund, um, I wasn't overpaying and wasn't giving and lending the, lending the government any money. So what you could do with that is, you know, do different things with it. You know, if you have debt, then you definitely want to make sure that uh, you have a debt repayment plan. Uh, here at Cloud Investors and uh, other our other firm, Asset Management Group, we definitely are, you know, Dave Ramsey uh, followers. We're uh, we're endorsed by Dave Ramsey, so we do follow some of the uh, the the structure of planning when it comes to being debt free. So if you do have some debt that uh, you need to resolve, let's go ahead attack the debt as much as you can. So maybe the extra dollars that you are receiving, you, you pay off the debt. If there's any catch up on retirements, you need to do open up some investment accounts, you can do that. I mean, there's a myriad of things you can do um, based on your personal situation. Which one is better for you? I, I'd say it's, it's really a personal decision, but you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of loaning people money for free. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that means anything. No, it, you know, absolutely it does. Um, okay, so we've talked on this uh, podcast about health savings accounts and how that can really be a win-win, maybe win-win-win, yeah. What are what are any possible tax implications with that? So the health, the health savings account uh, HSAs for short and uh, a flexible spending account FSA uh, F as in Frank for uh, FSA for short. These are savings accounts that are available to you through your employers, and these allow you to save for health expenses, uh, healthcare expenses. Um, on an annual basis uh, through your through payroll. So any amount that you contribute to these accounts, you get to reduce your taxes this year. But uh, because of the pandemic this year, um, the IRS was allowed employees to make mid-year changes to their health care benefits. So in the event uh, that you did not uh, that you that you didn't sign up for one of these accounts, you were able to do it uh, mid-year and um, enroll in some of these accounts. So if you if you did contribute to these accounts, that's a great thing because you were able to reduce your in, your your income by whatever the amount that you contributed to um, in these accounts. But if you were rocking and rolling and contributing to your HSA FSA, and all of a sudden you you put a pause to it mm-hmm. and you haven't done it um, and you haven't contributed this year, well, the 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 reduction that you experienced before, you won't experience it this year again because you didn't make any contributions. So you might have to owe more taxes because you didn't set aside the right amount because you were so used to almost automatic your your HSA contributions being put in. But this year you decided not to do it for whatever reason it was. So again, if you waived uh, the, the contributions this year, you definitely want to make sure that you are keeping up with the tax uh, responsibilities. Now we talk a lot about Roth and uh, the actually the fact that uh, a Roth IRA or four hundred one k is taking advantage of the tax rates where they are now in anticipation of where they could go. But right. what if you though? If we're looking in in this podcast about things you may have done in twenty twenty that you may may need to save up for tax wise for twenty twenty one one, and is Roth one of those? Well, um, if you if you if you contributed to a Roth, then you've already paid the taxes 
you basically make an after-tax contribution okay. to the Roth IRA or wow. 401k. So you don't have to worry about that in, in, in that sense of taxes are concerned because you've already made your tax contribution. You've already made your uh, contributions after tax. Now, if you made contributions pre-tax to like a 401k or a traditional IRA, then you're making those uh, contributions on a pre-tax basis. So um really the the thing is with the IRAs when you file your taxes next year you'll you'll see right there did you make a contribution to a uh, IRA and then if you did then those contributions become a, a tax free I mean well pre-tax contributions so you've already but done the, it with the Roth it's, it's so you've already done, done it with the Roth care of. okay so but one thing that you have to consider this year and again it's um this this is a this was an ideal year. Uh, I use the word ideal loosely, right? Um, but it was a very uh, uh, convenient year, if you want to say, of really looking at Roth conversions. And what those, what, what a Roth conversion is, is taking your pre-tax dollars, so your pre-tax IRA, or maybe you had a 401k from a previous employer, and actually some employers allow you to do conversions within their 401k. But essentially, you take pre-tax dollars, and you convert it, so you change it into a Roth. Um, so the the key thing behind that is you, now you're taking pre-tax dollars and you're making them after-tax, tax-free income for you for retirement. That's where you could look at some 2021 tax changes. Then that's where you look at some 21 uh, tax changes and um, tax planning. But when you make that change from pre-tax to after-tax, from pre-tax to Roth, you have to pay the taxes. And so we always recommend that you pay the taxes out of pocket. So that being said is if you made a Roth conversion in 2020 or you're planning on making a Roth conversion in 2020, understand that the tax due to the, the tax bill is due when you file your taxes next year. So you have to set aside if you understand how much the that conversion is going to cost you tax-wise, make sure you have those dollars set aside. can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning, the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch? That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. We're back. It is Your Finances Untangled. Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins with Mo Param of the fiduciary firm CloudVestors. CloudVestors, and it's all about holistic planning for people in, in all stages of their life and investment stages of their life. We're taking a look in, in the podcast today. And uh, again, at the time of recording, it is 2020, still fourth quarter, in fact. What are some things maybe that you did or didn't do in 2020 that you're going to need to prepare for tax-wise in 2021? And again, a great article from CNBC.com, too, that we can put a link to. Mo, um, what about if you stopped contributing to your 401k or IRA? Yeah, that's that was that happened this year. We had a, uh, again. This is a crazy year, and uh, because of some hardship 
and you know uh, people just trying to save up and use as much cash uh, as possible they some people made had stopped contributions to their 401ks or IRAs so by doing that um, what you're doing is um, not taking advantage of any tax uh, 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 salary reductions and so by by not by not contributing to your retirement accounts you have a possibility of increasing your your well, they don't have a possibility. You will be increasing mm-hmm. your your tax uh, your taxable income, which could impact the tax bill that you receive at the end of the year. So, if you didn't, re- if you if you haven't contributed, or you, or you did stop contributing to your retirement accounts, uh, the year's not over yet. You still have some time to catch up, and uh, you may want to take a look at that to maybe reduce the tax bill that's going to happen next year. But again, if you didn't make any contributions to your retirement accounts, uh, be aware that you could owe a, tax, a higher tax bill than you did the year before. And going further to not uh, making contributions to taking it out in 2020 did allow for a penalty-free withdrawals if it's COVID-related, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you're it's going to be tax-free. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I like to say what the government, what the government gives, they take away, Right. you know? So what they did was allow us to, um, make early withdrawals, uh, up to a hundred thousand dollars from your, from your retirement accounts, like your 401ks, your IRAs. And, uh, it was under the CARES Act and, uh, there's, you had to have coronavirus related distributions, but you know, who hasn't been impacted by Corona this year? Yeah, but you were able to do make those withdrawals without having to pay a ten percent penalty if you were over the if you were um, younger than the age of fifty nine and a half. So what this again, what this allowed you to do was take a hundred grand up to a hundred grand from your retirement accounts without having to pay uh, a ten percent penalty. Now, um, what's crazy about that is about three percent of individuals actually did the uh, took the took advantage of of this rule. Uh, within their plan. So there haven't been that many people percentage-wise that have done this. But keep in mind, to avoid paying income taxes on these distributions, remember these are pre-tax dollars. So you took a hundred grand pre-tax this year, or up to a hundred grand pre-tax this year. There's a caveat to it. You have to pay it back within three years. Okay? Mm-hmm. And if you don't pay it back within three years, it becomes an early distribution and you have to pay taxes on uh, the amount that you took out or the amount that you haven't repaid back. So you've got to keep in mind, you may not owe the tax bill this year. Uh, well, next year you may not owe the taxes, but you may want to keep in mind that the clock is ticking right. and you're on the clock. And in three years, you have to settle up this this loan that you took from your or this distribution that you took from your retirement accounts. So best to not let the clock just run out. Yeah, have a plan. Have a a repayment plan, whether it's actually repaying it back into your accounts, uh, whether it's setting setting, um, some funds aside in a savings account and you're just paying it um, in there, you're just contributing. You know, uh, cash is king. So maybe you you still have some coronavirus related uh, issues at home. So maybe you may not want to put it back into your plan, but you want to at least have it set aside. You know, it's all, it all varies. It's all personal. But at the end of the day, you want to have a plan as far as how you're going to pay, how you're going to pay back the distribution you took. What about buying a home? That, that That's a good thing tax wise, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of tax incentives for buying a home, especially if you're first time homeowners, uh, first time home buyer. Uh, so, um, yeah, so buying a buying a home is a can really help and impact tax deductions for the year that you purchased your home. Um, but 
you know, you, you may want to take a, take a look and see whether you want to use the um, standard deduction, uh, which is for individuals a little over twelve thousand dollars, and for couples, it's uh, it's uh, with married couples, it's tw- it's double that twenty four thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you may want to look and see does it make sense to do a standard deduction, or if you want to do an itemized deduction. Uh, itemized could have a, a bigger write off, uh, but you have to be more diligent and understanding, uh, and it may require more work to keep to keep. Uh, record of all the things that you want to take deductions off of versus just, you know, just using the standard deduction. Yeah. But yeah, that's one thing you want to do. If you bought a home this year, um, you want to see, you want to see whether really what you want to see is, um, does it make sense for me to do an itemized deduction or standard deduction? And then, um, and this, this is interesting. And this is from that CNBC.com article, uh, again, from 2020 and from the cares act, uh, federal student loans did not have to be paid or the payments could be were allowed to be suspended temporarily. What are the mm-hmm. tax implications there for 2021? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so what the IRS, what my IRS, what the government's allowed us to do was, um, they postponed, um, uh, the interest on, on government student loans. And so if you, depending on your income, you were able to deduct up to $2,500 of student loan interest on your taxable income on a given year, which is awesome. Um, but with the, with, the int- with the payments, it really the interest being uh, essentially suspended for this year, then you may not have well you're not going to have that deduction available to you especially if you've just been paying the the principal so it's a missed tax opportunity so it's a missed tax opportunity this year yeah yeah so uh you may have to pay more taxes this year and prepare for that so yeah it this year it's uh it's a missed opportunity for some individuals and at the time of recording and again we're in fourth quarter just to add to this uh you, you talked about if pe- for people who skip or stop paying or contributing to their 401k, but if you still are uh, and you want to make sure you max out the contributions, just keep in mind uh, that's a calendar year deadline. That's right. Good, good point. Good point, Dave. Yeah. So for your employer sponsor plan, uh, your 401ks, 403bs, um, it is a calendar year. So as of this recording, uh, we have a few weeks left for the year uh, before the year is over. So you definitely want to make sure that you have a plan to, to address that for this year. Um, but the good thing is for IRAs, you actually do have until uh, April of the following year. So mm-hmm. April of 2021 to catch up and make any um, contributions that you did to settle up any contributions that you didn't make for 20 literally in calendar year 2020, you can still make it count for 2020 up until April of the following year. Let me ask you this on that. Uh, with the IRA, yeah. you have till April 15th. What if you file early? Is then that your deadline if you file in early March, for instance? So if you want to make a contribution afterwards, then you have to amend your taxes. Okay. So gotcha. um, if you if you're gonna file for if you're gonna file early, then you know, make those contributions early so you don't have to worry about the amendments. But yeah, so you if you filed your taxes in March and then you decided to make a contribution April fifteenth, the last the last day, then you just got to make an amendment to your taxes. Okay, wow. All right. Once again, once again, gut information: things that uh, may have happened or not happened that you did or didn't do in twenty twenty that you're going to need to consider for tax time in twenty twenty one from Mo Param. Once again, a great heads up, Mo, uh, on the podcast, and you do an excellent job. Uh, every week yeah and thanks dave you do so do you too so do you really 
Are you just saying that? <laughs> if I don't say it, if I don't say it enough, Dave, you do a great job. Well, thank you, Mo. Very good. I owe you lunch for that one. Well, let's do it again soon. Let's do it again. Uh, as always, like us, share us, rate us. Um, you know, send questions in, send articles in. Uh, anything you want us to talk about, we're here for you. So. Uh, Dave, as always, thanks for joining me on this ride, and I'll see you next time. It's fun, and check back here yourself for your finances untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.